You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Kevin David Thomas. And I'm Robert W. Schneider. And welcome to (laughs) my my favorite thing. That was great. Join us next week for another rousing rendition of Rehabilitation Theater, which is going to be for one night only. I thought that was pretty good, Kevin. I was impressed. I should warn you. You said yes and, Rob, and I'm really impressed by that. I always say yes and. (laughs) I have to tell you, we had... Oh, my microphone's falling. (laughs) We used to have... I know it's going to continue to do that. I I, I got it. I got it. Uh, Kevin and I are on a little bit of a break right now. We just were able to interview the wonderful Lawrence Guitard. Oh, man. And we have a break between interviewing Lawrence yes. and interviewing Katie Huffman. Correct. What a great day we have. I'm excited. And then at 5 <laughs> o'clock is Mimi Hines. To top it all off. Jeez, what a great day. Aye, this aye, is, it's exciting. But in the interim, Kevin and I went across the street to Characters, which is uh, a bar that's located across from Shetler Studios. And, and 54 Below that we go to Feinstein, after every performance. Absolutely. Feinstein's 54 Feinstein's Below. 54 Below. And, we, and uh, it's, it's 1 o'clock on a Tuesday. And uh, Kevin and I had some cocktails because you know it's one o'clock on a Tuesday. That's what you do on so a Tuesday. Un- at one unfortunately, o'clock. this 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 might be a little inebriated. We are taking a cue we're not, from yeah. Oh yeah, you were going to talk about Broadway gonna, wasted, aren't you? It. No, I was, but we're not infringing on any territory. We're not. We're not. It's. You know, we're no, I, I think alcoholism can go anywhere. Well, I, you know, I, I don't and, think and it has it, to yeah. be relegated to one podcast, but <laughs> you can share the love. We're we're going to do one called Broadway Coked. Which is going to oh be God, really, really great. That. Where it's just but you have to put it on half speed because it'll be just going so fast that so you want to know what we're saying. It's you, me, and anyone who danced for Bob Fosse will be. <laughs> we'll get be, ready. We'll be ready oh, yeah. to go. It's going to be. Well, someday we'll tell you that story. A blast. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I won't. Uh, I can hint at. I won't tell you who. I won't tell you who. Okay. But I know uh, someone who once allegedly did cocaine. And if you're of, under the age of 18, just press pause or just mute right just now. Just mute right for now. Like 20 this is, seconds. Go ahead. should put a little adult warning yeah. on it. Uh, who allegedly once did cocaine, but off of an appendage of the great <laughs> choreographer Bob Fosse. We're going to keep this in, aren't we? I think so. I mean, I'm just saying allegedly. I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. allegedly. No, it's alleged. It's alleged. Allegedly. Yeah. And it, it was an appendage of Bob right. Fosse. Fair. Could be anything. It could be yeah. his anything. It no, could be anything. Could be, could be you know, anything yeah. you wanted to right. be. Exactly. That is the story. I yeah. don't know if that's true or not. Well, 
that's not legend. <laughs> picks or it didn't happen, as the young kids say. Oh, is that wait, what? They, that's what they say. Picks or it didn't happen. Oh, because they want to see pictures. Yes. That so it's like fake news. As long as it's like you, there's a picture of it, then that's it's real. Yes. Mm. Yes. I think I've used this joke on you before, but I'm going to try it again. Okay. How much does a millennial weigh? Um, how much, Rob? An Instagram. No, you've never used that one on me before. Oh, really? But that's really good. Thank you. I'm real proud of that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. No, that's An the Instagram Insta- has really taken over as like Graham. Insta. I got it. No, I got it. We need to get better at our Instagram. I feel like we should be taking I more I need to get better. Is what you're saying is I need to get better. Because I'm saying no, you. No, no. To be fair, to everyone, listeners, if you guys follow us on the social media, which we obviously try to do since we say it at the top of every single interview. But I'm. Yeah, my thanks job, for following. Yeah. We don't do anything. <laughs> no, do you know we get we Facebook followers every single week? We always get like four or five every week. And they add up after, you know, over a year and a half. That's you know? true. We, we do. Because really, sometimes do. we think to ourselves, listeners, you know, you know us, but we don't know you. And oftentimes we think to ourselves, We've said this before, but is anybody there? You know, we don't. We and that's why we push our social media so much because we Apple has. We have no way of knowing who downloads our episodes on Apple. So we we ha, we rely on that source. So if you're ever curious why we always say that at every episode, it's because of that. Because we that's how we do our counting to figure out if we have just our parents listening to us or the random people we run into when we do gigs and say, oh, we listen to you, we listen. We Which keep, is so cool. We you add just them had up, that. and it, it happens a lot. We did merely we roll along, and we had people that came to see the show that literally only came because they listened to the podcast. Which and they so were like, sweet. oh, we want to see this. You know, and who did you run into yesterday doing woman? So um, I did a, I did a big gala around. for B.B. Newworth in the Abington Theater Company. I was the music director. And we um, we did And the World Goes Round in concert. And, and multiple people came up. And, and, and one, of the guy, one of the guys that interviewed me was with it was the Curtain Call. And, and we found out we were brothers in podcasting. And so that oh made gosh. the interview spicier. And um, the the publicist he of, of the theater company, um, you know, he he was aware of it. it was really And Walter Bobby came up to me at the end of the show. And, and we interviewed him. He said, "Oh, that interview was like years ago." <laughs> I was like, "Walter, that was like a year and a half." But yes, and he remembered. He remembered all of it. And it was, I think you I told me that, that Walter Bobby blew off people to come tell you how good he was. <laughs> he in really the interview. was like throwing. He was like because he. I was packing up my stuff and I could tell he was coming over to say hi. And then Katie was talking to him and you know. But uh, yeah, it was sweet. It was really kind of him to, to um, make a point to say hi. I'm just so curious. I did not get an offer to sing at and the world goes around. You know, I was trying to figure out which song I would have you do. Okay, but, but I was BB's dance teacher for years. Oh, were you now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I got nothing. You taught her everything she knows. She can do a jazz square because of me. <laughs> I was going to actually, we were going to have you, so we had Brenda Braxton sing uh, uh, All That Jazz with uh, mm-hmm. Sally and Triplett mm-hmm. from London, uh, and then the Mexican mm-hmm. star, Bianca, I forget her last name, Bianca, uh, she she started it on Broadway, she's mm-hmm. one of the first Mexican stars. Mm-hmm. So we had them, and we were thinking that we would have you in one of those slots. We For All That Jazz? Know, yeah, we just didn't know where to put you. Okay, we well, first of all, if you talk to my agents, um, I don't do trios or oh, duets. Right, I forgot about it's that. It's only solos. Who sang my coloring book? Uh, yeah, uh, it's, well, we had a two-time uh, Tony nominee. Uh, her name is Mary Beth Peel. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's Anastasia. She was, she actually had never sung that song before, and it was, it was vulnerable. I think you're, you would have brought something a little more uh, vulnerable, probably, in a different way. Yeah, I, I don't know who this woman is. <laughs> that's real. Well, that's cool. What is it? Is this like some sort of scholarship? Like, she's a young artist or something, and yeah, she gets to yeah, sing for yeah. BB? She used to do, like, opera, and then she's like, oh, I'll do some TV. She did, she like, some, that, she she, that Lotta Lenya scholarship. She did, yeah. <laughs> Where you get like you get like seven dollars and, and a twinkie, and a hug. yeah, <laughs> and a hug, seven dollars and a hug, while you sing a song from the Weimar Republic. Oh, dear God. Enjoy, enjoy your twinkie. <laughs> thanks, thanks for singing. Because you know, if there's one thing the young kids love singing. It's Adele and songs from the Weimar Republic. 
A little mahogany or yeah, ma- mahogany. Ma- that's, the, the, that's really what they oh seem gosh. to enjoy. Okay, well that's fine. Um, I'm I'm just I was a little hurt that I didn't get an offer All to right, come next sing. Next time, Rob, if you uh, play it right, I could. Who sang Mr. Cellophane? Actually, you know it's really it's a really good question actually because we we were a little worried because we we changed the gender of it. I think one of the first times I've ever heard it done by a woman, uh, her, uh, Jen Harris is her name, an amazing comedian. She's in lots of improv and lots of TV shows. Um, it was her idea. We we she did it. Uh, she did it. So it was um, unfortunately you just didn't fit the type for it, Rob. This is for, how bad I am. The cellophane. song is called Mr. Cellophane, nope, and the sorry, song is just... so bad you literally changed the gender and the yeah. title of the song, so I wouldn't have to sing. I could have sang one of the weird songs from The Visit. Uh, no, that's not a part of In the World Goes Round, Rob. Oh, it's Candor and Ebb. It's a Candor and Ebb review. Mm. Did you not put in any songs after And the World Goes Round? So there was nothing from Curtains. There we was nothing the from The Visit. Review And the World Goes Round. But, so that was written. In well, the someone should update that though. Seriously, oh, I, to like actually, all to joking like, aside, you're right. Like uh, um, uh, uh, I could have sang all the, the uh, Skin of Our to- Teeth musical. Yeah. Um, Curtains, The Skin of Our Teeth, The Visit. Also, oh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, there's another one that everyone's yelling at us. Charles, sure. uh, uh, um, not, um, not Charles Chaperone. Uh, curtains. Didn't I say Jill that? Jill Peer. Did you say that? I don't know if you did. Jill Peer. Jill Pace. Well, she was in Curtains. I thought you said Jill Peer. I'm like, who's Jill Peer? <laughs> there's another it's one. Guys, well. help me out. What am I forgetting? Oh, Scottsboro Boys. Oh, Your gosh. Favorite, my favorite. Kevin. I love Scottsboro Your Boys. Your favorite. I could have sang one of the, like, um, the, the, the high songs from The Visit. The high songs? Because what are they called? Were the guys when they cut out their testicles? What are you, Castrati? Yeah, yeah, they were those. They had those yeah. in the visit. I could have sang okay. one of those. Oh, Can you imagine, like in between Sarah Lee and Arthur in the afternoon? You will be shot. No. You will be killed. I can't believe that you have that memorized. <laughs> I will wear yellow shoes. I thought you'd be like, come and sing the Chattanooga. Or, no, I can, I, I can get low. I, I can get. I can get real low and do it. Oh, well, just throwing out some ideas on why I was not cast in Kevin's production <laughs> and the world goes around. Every time I do a concert, I always include Kevin, but apparently you're right, you're I, right. I'm not good enough to you share the stage. Next year, for the 26th anniversary where we honor Joyce DeWitt, we'll, we, will, we will include you. I'll do her monologue from Three's Company where her dance teacher is flirting with her and she doesn't like it. I'll do that. <laughs> Because I'm really, I'm really good and on that. And we're going to see Joyce DeWitt coming up, actually. <laughs> oh yes, we are. Woman of the Year Speaking at Feinstein's Fifty Four Below. Yes. She's going to sing in Woman of the Year for us. Oh, at, I think that's amazing. She's a sweetheart. Oh, she's yeah. a sweetheart, and I cannot wait to like actually like shake her hand. So I'm very yeah. excited. I will pass out. I need you there with smelling salts, <laughs> ready to go, Kevin. I love how you don't get starstruck, but you get starstruck with a very specific type. Mm. Like we joked on mm. a previous episode, Christine Petty. You lose it a little bit, you know. But other people, you know, like you're Whatevs. like, eh, yeah. Hey, Laura Osnes. Yeah, whatever. Hey, Jeremy Jordan. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Sondheim. Right. <gasps> Choice to it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, folks. There she is, boys. There she is. Why hasn't she played Mama Rose? You said she played it all gonquin, and I thought you were telling the no, truth. That was Beef and Boards dinner thing. And then you were like, oh, I love a Beef and Boards. I love a Beef and Boards so much. I love all those theater names. Do you ever play the game where you get to make up a theater name and you pretend that you have to tell me if it's real or not? No, I've never played that game before. Oh, ask me what I'm doing next summer. Uh, hey, uh, Rob, uh, I heard big news. What do you, you do next I summer? I am directing Mamma Mia at Pepper Pot. Oh. <laughs> really? Now, is Pepper, Pepper, Pot, Pepper Pot? Is Pepper Pot a real place or is it a made-up theater Ooh. name? Um, I'm going to try it on you, Kevin. There's going to be a yes end. Hey, Kev, where'd you get your equity card from? Oh, uh, my equity card. Um, I, I, uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I, I. 
This is where you make up the name of a theater company. Yeah, you and Robbie Roselle play this game all the time with me on text, and you notice that I'm never the one who comes up with anything. Cause I've yeah, there's usually, I, 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 my, I usually see when you text as back, as your guys. I see three dots go, like he's typing. And then they go then away. Then they go away. And then I do it again. And then nothing. And then I try something else out. And then I just get And then LOL. Robbie <laughs> writes something really, really funny. And then you write something really, really funny. And then I'm like, I can't compete with this. You're very I, funny. Pepper Pot Theater is very funny. You're very funny. <laughs> but if anyone is curious, Kevin got his equity card doing MAME with Sally Struthers at the Lace and Mirror Theater Company. Lace and Mirror Theater Company. You're exactly right. I forgot about Lace and Mirror. Just join in. Just join in. (laughs) Just join in with us. Yes. That's amazing. I think you're good. Thank you. I'm I'm impressed with that, Kev. Okay. Well, we'll work on yes. Trudy Rittman community players. (laughs) Oh, that's it. Okay. Kevin. Kevin, It could have been a name. It could have been like, you know. Kevin Rittman went to the Trudy. Outside Boston. The Trudy Rittman community outside players. The Trudy, yeah. Outside the Trudy Rittman community yeah. players. She used to play there um, after, you know, when she retired. She would, yeah. she would yeah. retire. And then she still wanted to play piano. So she would play at the. Oh, she created the Trudy Rittman you're community so players. Good. You're so good. Yeah. You're so good. So they do things like by Jupiter. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you're so proud of yourself. <laughs> but that's it, Kevin. That's totally. I'm so proud of Kevin, Kevin is, you're on the right track, Kev. Thank that's you. exactly right. You are absolutely on the right track. And if you're joining us right now for our improv exercise with Rob and Kevin, joining since we us, started. nobody fucking tunes in. They have to actually <laughs> hit play for this to even be listening. No one's tuning in. It's not like they're up and down their dial going, oh, what am I going to see but today? Well, they might have been on speed for a while, and now they can slow it down because we're getting to our favorite things. <laughs> oh. Have you ever done that with podcasts? What? Go twice, do one and a half to speed? No. I uh, no. If you're a time person, you can be way Like, if you listen to your political podcasts and you really just want the information and you're not really listening to the personalities, which you are, but you go to one and a half times and you just get through that thing much faster. Really? Yeah. So you speed through it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Well, I kind of like this. It's good. Not it with, not it with doesn't hours. sound like a distorted chipmunk? I feel like with hours, it would. It'd be like... Because we talk so fast sometimes. Except when I get to my, uh, you know, my oh, my Freddie Martinez impressions, those yep. slow down a lot. Yep, that's right. Although I would like slows to slows it right down. I, I've never seen Kevin look like he owns to end his life, <laughs> except when I mention the name Freddie Martinez, and then he can tell. He can tell. There was them. like a flash in my <laughs> eyes for a second. He's like, "Oh God, he's going to do it." I see that when I talk to people that have been like in war, like oh God, we're equating Freddie Martinez yeah, impersonations like, uh, in war. <laughs> You know, thanks. I was watching the Vietnam special the other day, but really, I'm, it just makes me think of Freddie Martinez, Robbie <laughs> Schneider doing Freddie Martinez. I was in Vietnam. There it is. <laughs> I entertained the troops. They sent me over to Belgium. Now, there was no war in Belgium at the time, but they thought I would do better for morale for our country if I was far away from the troops. I said, "What are you fighting for?" And I sing a medley from Hair. <laughs> I can't believe I laughed at that. His name is Frank Mills. <laughs> it was on my CBS special. It's the Christian Broadcasting System. Oh Not the actual CBS. No, no, no. I just like the story that he vomited on Hal Prince's shoes at the opening night of Darling of the Day, and that's why he's never seen another Hal Prince show because he's afraid Hal Prince is going to remember that. Give him the bill. I, I think that's one of my favorites. You really that's made that. That favorites. was a good one. I you might have seen me in my production of the Diary of Anne Frank, the John Kenley Players. <laughs> Anne Miller was Anne Frank. It's amazing they never came to find her, even though she was tap tap tapping away from the minute the curtain went up. <laughs> I saw Ann Miller in Once on This Island. Little known fact, you can't tap on sand. 
Learn that in tech. <laughs> she was let go. We brought in Nancy Dassault. <laughs> no, no, keep going. <laughs> I have nothing <laughs> left to say at this point in my life. You can read it all in my book. I'm writing an opera with Larry Guitard about my life. <laughs> Sorry. That's good. Sorry. No, get it out. I was in Alex Cohen's epic production of Night of 101 Stars. Orchestrations. But he realized he Sean went over Mc- a budget and had to cut <laughs> one person. Therefore, I was cut. Yes, I was with John McGlynn. Thank you. <laughs> So John, John McGlynn and I did a concert production in 1987 behind I the read seven. About it. Peter Felicia be, wrote about it. Ha, Peter wrote a great article. It was behind Howard Johnson's. We did a concert production of Sally. <laughs> I was quite good. We would have done Act Two had the homeless man not decided to defecate on the set. But win some and lose some. You can read about it in Peter's new book. Homeless People Do Theater Behind Howard Johnson's <laughs> Volume 2. That's showbiz. That's showbiz, Freddy. Kids. That's showbiz. So, my favorite things. Huh? I thought that was my favorite thing. My favorite. Freddie Martinez. No, yeah, what's your favorite thing? Mine's a favorite thing that it's kind of a... For, for avid musical theater listeners, everyone pretty much knows this show, but for those who don't, uh, I think it's a, it'll be a gem that is worth listening to. Uh, it's a gem. It is a gem. It's a beaut. He looks good in a suit, and he loves me to boot. That's life with Harold. Oh, Yazbek. Sorry. Great writer. I cannot wait to see the band's visit. I am so excited uh, to see the I, band's Just visit. last night after the, this, the gala thing I was talking about, we, I met, ran into the... She's like in her early 30s. Uh, her name's Andrea Grody. She, I met her years ago. She was actually the, the musical assistant on Rebecca when that was supposed to happen six years ago. Oh, yeah. But since then, she has she's the music super. She's in charge of all the music. She's the music conductor of Band's oh, Visit. Oh, that's so wonderful. And I'm so proud. I, when I did re, I did uh, Songs New World up in Vermont like t- two years ago, and she was the music director of that. And now she's she's in band. I'm just so proud and so happy for her. And I'm really excited. I think Yazbek is an, a, a, a stunning musical theater writer. And I, th- I think we're going to really learn to recognize his his. his his talents, you know, the more he gives us. I think that we, we didn't quite realize with Full Monty and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and even Woman on a Verge um, how special this man is. So He is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. I just, oh my God. And a great lyricist, even you quoting those lyrics, I think they're fun. I think they're like William Finn. They're every day. They're not too lofty and yet they're, they're, they rhyme. They're, they're, they're character driven, hey, story driven. Um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, great big stuff. Um, the, Man from Full Monty. Yeah. Um, Life with Harold from Full Monty. Jeanette Showba. Yeah. I mean, this guy is like the real fucking deal. Yeah. And then Bands, from what I understand, Bands Visit is a completely other. I mean, it's, it's still the Yazbek style, but it's a different artistic voice in a way. Or a new. Oh, and incredible. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I do not disagree with you at all. So I, I'm very excited to, to see that this season. Incidentally, I'm gonna cry. I hear it's just nothing but brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so my band's favorite visit thing, people. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take free tickets. You're welcome. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, 
Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So my favorite thing today um, is, so picture this. Picture it. February 9th, 1969. I got, I'm going to produce a, a, a big musical. All right. I got the same star. So I already had a hit musical, right? I, I, I'm the same producer. I got the same lead. I got the same sidekick lead. 1969? Yeah. I got, I got, um, I have the same writers, all the same writers. I, I have basically the entire creative team almost from my other big, big, big hit. And yet, I'm a big old, not a big old flop, but I ran for 132 I know what performances. You are. He just flipped his wrist at me. What, what, what is it? Your dear world. Dear world. Dear world. That is my, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to celebrate the recording because I've never seen a production of Dear World, so I can't really say I know anything about this musical, about a, um, this woman. In, music is oh, that score, though, that no Jerry Norman score. No, I don't want to know. Yeah. Let me hide. Everything in the back of my hand. People quote that song. People quote each tomorrow morning. People quote, um, uh, Kiss her I've now. never said I love you. Uh. So when I say I love you, I mean, it's a gorgeous song. Kiss her now. Is it you know what song that people don't ever sing though? And I, Dear World, the title song. I remember when I, I remember mm. Lansbury, because mm-hmm. I would ask Lansbury stuff about everything she ever did. Because when you're with her in the room, for if you're in a show with her, you're gonna ask her about Dear World. She was like, "Oh yeah, it was a good score, but that title song, oh my gosh, those rhymes were so bad, so bad." She, she said that. She said that. She said even when we were in rehearsal, we were like, "This is these can't be the the, the these can't be the lyrics we're gonna use." They were. So, but other than the title song, because because Jerry Herman became known for having a title song about the character, you know, that the show is about, Mame, you know, Dolly. Um, uh, 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 even Mac and Mabel, you know, look what happened to Mabel. There's always a title song for the leading lady. You coaxed the there he is. right out of the horn. Mm, mm. Freddy. <laughs> um, so I, I changed the lyrics for my cabaret act at Brothers and Sisters. Oh, dear God. I've never seen you ever actually want to murder someone, Kevin. <laughs> But that look in your eyes actually terrifies me. <laughs> so, but look at, so Mame, so first of all, this was the, when Dear World opened on Broadway, just fun fact, that was the first time ever that a composer had three shows running concurrently on Broadway. Hello, Dolly, Mame, and Dear World. I think that's kind of interesting. That's um, incredible. Yeah. And so David Merrick, who was the producer of Mame, he wanted to try to like catch lightning in a bottle twice. So he had Lansbury, who was the star of Mame. He had Jane Connell, who was the co-star of, of Mame. He had, um, the, you know, we got David Merrick still. We, you know, he, he had, um, and then uh, unfortunately they had a revolving door of directors. It started with um, an uh, associate of Howard Champions, then it was Peter Glenville, and then it was Don Sadler, and then Joe Layton. And I think what happened was there was a, they just, there's no focus on it, and they just couldn't figure out where it was going to go. And they wanted to keep making it extravagant. Exactly. We were talking. To, oh, so sorry. No, I, no, I, I, no, I hope I'm not. The, I hope I'm not jumping you. About. I'm so sorry. No, no, sorry. We no. spoke to. We had Lawrence Merritt on um, 
very early on in our podcast, Lawrence Merritt was one of those Broadway gypsies who did Dear World. But I had lunch with him recently, and he was saying the same thing, which was that it started off as a chamber piece. Right. It was supposed which to be this. What it, it feels like. Yeah. And then what happened was the producer. Who was the producer? Alice Cohen. No, uh, it was David Merrick. David Merrick, of course. That apparently they were they were they were like, well, if it's going to be like exactly what you said, which is if it's all the same people from Mame, they're going to kind of expect Mame too in some way, and it kept getting bigger and more lavish and more aggrandized, right. and it kept moving further away from the intimate little kernel right. that it was supposed to be. So that apparently, but it, it came out of fear. It came out of fear that, so. that they, people were going to be concerned. Like apparently she used to wear very garish makeup Angela Lansbury, yeah. and then people were like, oh, audiences aren't going to be happy with but that. she's supposed to be a, sort of a crazy lady. And I will say that some people say that this performance, I've read, that they say this is one of Lansbury's greatest, finest, nuanced performances of any of the things that she ever did. That's all I hear. That's what I've heard. It's basically the story of a corporation who finds oil in, in, in the streets of Paris under a bistro, and Countess Aurelia, the mad countess, um, she lives in the basement, and, um, and she's mad due to the loss of a lover, and um, she sort of lives in the past of, of that memory. Um, but then um, she helps, she decides to help them thwart the corporation from, you know, trying to get the, <laughs> the oil that's underneath a bistro in, in downtown Paris. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it, tell it, me that that's not timely. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just, right? no, I'm just no, ta- right. taking people off their land right. to, no, to, right. to get something that's, really that's going to be profitable. Come on. Fascinating. But, uh, but the score, if you haven't heard the score and you are someone who loves Hello, Dolly, you love maybe if you, you've heard Mac and Mabel. If you haven't, you've got to go listen to that. But Dear World has this sort of French, um, and, and it's funny that they try to make it so big because it is so, you can tell it's a chamber musical. It's got this accordion playing. I mean, it, it, the music is stunning. The melodies that Jerry Herman wrote, he's at the top of his game, uh, except maybe the type, title song. But even then, that's still kind of fun. So uh, I would... <laughs> I would I would give it a listen if you've never if you've never heard it before and it's Lansbury just sounding sublime. If music is okay, I saw it at the York with Tyne Daly. Oh, lucky! They've been reworking it. You know who they really wanted to get to do a revival of it was who? Betty Buckley. They've oh, been, they've been reworking that's with Betty Buckley. Typecasting. I mean, that's perfect. I saw it at the York. It needs. I think it needs book work. Yeah. I well, think it's, it, it was the old, the old that team, you know. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm looking at my notes. It's Jerome um, Robert Lee and, and Jerome Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence you know, and Lee. Jer- yeah, Lawrence and Lee, of course, Lawrence and Lee, um, <laughs> who did Mame and all that. But I can imagine that they, they, um, there was a dated style for some book writers, you know, in a certain period. Not dated, but just there was a style. But also, I mean, think about. In context, you're also got hair. You've, you're getting 1776. Company's going to be around the corner. Celebration, of course. Your favorite celebration. <laughs> promises, promises. I mean, oh, yeah. it's a change. Yeah. It's a definite, oh, yeah. definite no, change. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if audiences were ready for the tone of Dear World, even though it was a. Tr- it really is a traditional book story. Yep. Um, I think though, intimate is better on this one. Yeah. Well, you've seen it, so did it, did it work better? I mean, well, you never saw the original, but you, I'm, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm not that old, Kev. True. I went, I saw it. <laughs> I thought Freddie did. Because after I ran from the darling of the day, I was like, I need to see a show this evening. I'm in my tuxedo. And I saw Dear World. You've been, a good, you've been good Vincent Price in Darling of the Day. Yes, that's what I was originally going in for. Oh, yeah? And I played Act One until security came and said, get him off the stage. 
Those jerks. Who are they to tell me anything? It's okay. I went and did Never Too Late at the John Kenley Players with Karen Morrow. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Dodie Goodman did You Know I Can't Hear You When the Water's Running. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite thing, Rob? My, besides Freddy? No, well... Favorite's not even a good enough word for that. No, it's 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 a prize. My favorite thing actually is a um, magazine. I was inspired by um, when you started talking about show music last time, and we were really really lucky because we had so many listeners reach out to both you and I, and literally. You want a new subscription? Is that's what you're saying? You're going to be like uh, the New Yorker (laughs) is that someone's going to be like Rob? I will send you the New Yorker. Uh, How long do you want the subscription to last? I mean, one of the things (laughs) that really inspired me was a magazine called Raw Pig, and it's. It's uh, $24.99 a month. Um, <laughs> oh and it really inspired me growing up. No. Um, and I'm not trying to get free shit out I'm of people. Kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, uh, I'm so I'm curious, though, because it's got to be a theatrical magazine. It is. It's, not, it's probably not American theater magazine. It's, no, it's not American that's, theater that's magazine. Because that's like the only one I feel like that's still like yeah, that's, that's, run. Yeah. Is it Playbill? It's not Playbill. Um, this is I'm fresh out. What, what'd you say? I said I'm fresh out. I don't know any other theater. Oh, Sondheim, the Sondheim Review. The Sondheim Review. No, it is not. It is not the Sondheim Review. I don't know anything. I don't know. This is a magazine that was first issued in 1987, and it lasted until 1996. So it only had a nine-year run. It came out every week. Was it geared towards theater? Oh, yeah. Wait, do you really not know? I really don't know. Theater Week magazine? Theater Week magazine? No, I don't. I, I honestly, am, I, you're drawing a blank, man. It's, I, oh, I really? Have, no, I missed that one as a oh kid my growing God, up in Kevin. Elmira, New York. I, I honestly, uh, all joking aside, I have absolutely no idea. Maybe if I saw a picture of it, but I don't. I honestly oh. don't think I ever read Theater Week magazine. Oh, yeah. Here, here. Can, can you see the image that I'm, I can't, I can't turn the computer around. But don't you recognize that? Vaguely. Okay. But I don't, yeah, I, I honestly, um, wow, geez, I didn't ever get that. Oh, magazine. my God. Okay. So, oh, wow. no, 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 that's fantastic. So, you're going to educate me now. Oh, okay. So, Theater Week magazine was a magazine that uh, was published, like we said, you know, weekly. And it discussed in depth not only, okay, so let's go back for a second. So, you had this show music magazine, right, which came out quarterly. Right. And a pretty specific and very Title. right, right. <laughs> what they're going for in yeah. those early uh, those early editions. Oh, exactly. Oh my right. god, dense novellas on each cast recording. And then you had, and uh, on, on, and then on top of that, you had Playbill, which came out also subscribed to monthly. But when did maybe our listeners would know? When did Playbill actually become a monthly publication? Because it used to be that there would be articles in the playbill for the pro, as a program but then it, it merged into being like you would get these once a month well yes i would cuz i, I, I subscribed growing up yeah. and so and and i knew from going to see my broadway shows that i got different articles in the where where the playbill section would be of, of a broadway playbill um there when you got the monthly subscription you had added articles that filled the space of what the the show credits would have been am i making yes, sense you know yes 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 so yeah you got a full it was a full you know magazine in a way or a full Playbill yeah, magazine. You yeah. know, it was a really cool thing. And then it stopped, I feel like, in the early 2000s, the 90s, early 2000s, that went away. But Theater Week magazine came out every week. I used to buy it at... Every week. Yeah, every week. I used to buy it at a, at a, a newsstand. 
in Los Angeles. It would be at a newsstand, which was so bizarre. Um, but it in Los Angeles too. <laughs> I know, right? But it would cover. Broadway, off-Broadway, regional and educational theater. There would be articles, um, and you'd have all of the people that we love today would be writing for it. So you had Ken Mandelbaum writing for it. You had Peter Felicia writing for it. You had Alexis Green that was writing for it. Michael Riedel was writing for it. So all of these individuals, but they also used to do these like fun little things like gossip columns, like Broadway gossip. Do you remember Page how the... six. Well, no, seriously, yeah. but do you remember how like the Inquirer used to be like, which Hollywood star is angry that he's not playing the lead in mm-hmm. Cheers? Mm-hmm. They used to do that. I remember one was like, which Hollywood... No, which Broadway strongman is really championing to play Little Abner at Encores? <laughs> and you were like, is it Burke Moses because he's the only one? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There's not like, really a big pool here. Well, like, help me out, folks. Like, that's really it. Like, uh, <laughs> but it was. But one of the cool things was it just covered. Um, it was able to cover more art, more more things that were happening in the theater scene at the time, and more in depth articles. Because if you're doing show music, which is quarterly you're really going to have to figure out who takes priority. And if you're doing Playbill, which is monthly, you're still going to... Ha- it's only re- focused on Broadway people. But Theater Week would interview, like... You can really dig in, Like, yeah. really, like, hey, Vianne Cox, like, what's this like? Or, you know, so... Uh, I don't know why I picked Vianne I like Cox. I appreciated that, though. You know, I love a good Carolina Change shout-out. Um, so anyway, so Theater Week magazine was really a favorite of mine, Um I okay, so so here I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there because because people did it with show music, so I'm gonna kind of push it See, a little bit. I told you, I knew, to, I told you, listeners, he's he well, wants it, he wants them. some, he wants your your back copies. Well, you can of, buy uh, them on eBay, but like, okay, so here, this one guy on eBay, I don't know who this is, is offering a lot of them from 1994 to 1996, 133 Whoa. issues. Oh my goodness! For six hundred and fifty dollars. Guys, don't give them away to Rob. Just sell them. You're going to make some money. Or this, best offer. These, or, or just give them away. That's fine, too. Or best offer. We, we will cherish them and read through But no, them. I mean, some of the articles, like like one of, the, one of them was called The Tony Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> was it 1994, um, 95? Yes. Uh, the, the, the TV critics, thumbs up or thumbs down, talking about the, the theater t- critics who used to appear on television reviewing oh, Broadway wild. shows. Like Stuart Klein and Joel Siegel and all, all, all those fun people. Um Who's this bright new star named Audra McDonald? Oh, Audra Ann McDonald? <laughs> oh, sorry. Audra Ann McDonald. But it, I think it's a real nice time capsule of theater from 87 to 96. So as we are leaving the British invasion and we're starting to get into like, hey, William Finn. Hey, Jonathan yeah. Larson. Hey, weird reviews that are coming to Broadway right. that nobody knows. Like right. Catskills on Broadway. Um, but, oh, there's one. You'll love this. Oh, Oh, no, I'm not going to show you. I'm not going to have to guess. Sorry, I covered it up. You're going to have to guess. No, you're going to have to guess. Looking. You're at eBay. Uh, <laughs> this article has a composer on the front cover, and it Ooh. says the next song time, <gasps> question mark, from 1995. Who is it? Michael John Lacusa. You're so good. You're so I good. I just knew I had a you're feeling because so that was because because back then they were like, what is the sound he's making? Right. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he um, did Hello Again, too, right after that. Yeah. Do you remember that article he wrote saying that Hairspray wasn't a good musical? Do you remember that when people like flipped their shit? When he like insulted Hairspray a really? little bit and people were like, what? No, I don't remember that. What? But I bet you I bet you he made good points, though. 
Oh, ooh. I'm kidding. Kevin David I, I love Thomas your spray. I is saw like stopping three or four the beat. Times. <laughs> you can't stop the beat, but Kevin David Thomas can. Um, so anyway, the, what I loved about Theater Week was that it was so in-depth. And I feel what Theater Week did is what some podcasts are doing now. Indeed. Like um, there's the Broadway World podcast where every week they come on and they talk to you about what's going on currently. We've got a whole bunch of shows that, yeah. that or podcasts that do that now. So I feel like in like Theater Week did that. So once again, my good friends, if you've got any Theater Week magazines laying around and you kind of want to send them our way, you know, I'm not going to say no. Otherwise, I'm literally wasting a whole month's salary and I'm going to buy this lot for oh, this yeah, you guy. Are. And be like, no, you'll do that anyway. $650. No, I'll give you $5 for he it. He said best offer. Go for it. I'll give you... <laughs> Stop it. Don't even don't even go. I have. If it's anything but a pig and being raw, I don't want to hear it. I, ironically, the magazine Pig what was it called? Don't, dirty I don't even want to dirty know. Pig I don't care. Also featured a wonderful article about the making of an inspector calls. <laughs> You you really do come up with stuff just There like, was a full page centerfold of Phil Bosco. That should have gotten a bigger laugh. Kevin is giving me dead silence. That should have gotten a bigger laugh. Right. It should have. You can't get mad at the audience. No, I'm not getting mad at the audience because <laughs> I, I know they're laughing, but I expect a little bit more from you, Kevin. <laughs> just I, I, I'm just expecting a little bit more joviality from you. I'm saving it for Katie Huffman. This oh. <laughs> so anyway, if anyone's got so Theater Week magazine from 1987 to 1996 um it featured wonderful it, it's an it's a time capsule yeah. it really is a, it's a great time capsule of what exactly was going on in the theater yeah at that time do you know who who ran it who who was like and started it you know how like max prio was the show music guy that, you know it's, i feel so bad i tried to do some research no, on no, it and i fine. couldn't and my magazines that i my back issues are in la that's fine so i don't mm-hmm. i mean I'm maybe because it's such a small community of us you know that that sort of I feel Michael Riedel was pretty instrumental working there. If I understand his journey correctly, was he got hired there to write articles, and then that sort of evolved. And I believe he was one of the editors of the magazine at one point. You should talk to him. I would love to. I've I've got his contact info, so I feel like we should reach out. Because one, if you if you're not, this will be a favorite thing at some point. But if you haven't read his book Razzle Dazzle yet, it really is f- incredible. Just yeah. absolutely incredible. Right. Um, so. We will, we will absolutely uh, yeah. get him, I hope, at some point, if he's amenable to sitting down and talking to right. us. So mine this week is Theater Week magazine. Love it. A lot of local, li- a lot of libraries subscribe to it, I found out in my they research. Did. So you might have back copies of it in your library and not mm. be aware of it. Interesting. So go take a look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yours? Mine is Dear World. Get that cast recording God, and take a listen to it. What a good choice, Kevin. It's a good show. That's a really, really good, good choice. Maybe they'll, if they, I never asked you, if they could revive it right now, who'd you want to see in it? Well, that's a really good question. Um, it's funny, my, my go-to answer is because it, it's like what they did originally, it would be like Bette Midler or something like that because I just, I enjoyed, I, I, I like the idea of her and, and Hello Dolly and um, so I think it could, that could, but I, I, I would have to really think about it. I don't have a good answer right off the bat right now. Because I'm like, well, I'm like, oh, I've got to sell seats, so it can't just be like some person I that. No, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's but got, ex- I'm like trying a- to think big. You know, like, is there a movie? Not a movie star, but someone who has theater roots. Oh, but also a little crazy, but also like a really great singer. But Glenn Close. Yeah, there it is, right there. That's perfect. Yeah, that's Glenn exactly Close. Right. Or Betty Buckley. I'd still pay to see her see it. Glenn Do Close, it. Betty Buckley, or Patty Labelle. 
okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll take that. <laughs> Didn't the kid trying to get her on Hello Dolly wasn't like Patty LaBelle's going to really? be in Hello Dolly? Yeah, wasn't it Patty LaBelle? I don't know. Yeah, she's still be Patty LaBelle, or not Bernadette. No, I like Glenn Close. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Glenn Close. All right, if we'll that's do that okay. in concert at 54 Below at some point. <laughs> yeah, let me just get Glenn Close in there. We'll do a seven o'clock and nine thirty. Hey, Glenn. So this is for two dollars and a drink ticket. So, but we'll give you the free drink ticket, not just the five dollars off one. So <laughs> like, sign me up. <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> Call Meryl. Oh, I've yeah, never, yeah, she's yeah. never played 54. <laughs> Meryl, I got a blue drink ticket. I've always wanted them to do a show together. Meryl uh, Streep and uh, Glenn, Close. Glenn Close. They've never been in a movie or anything together? No, which isn't that surprising. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and they always get confused for each other, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I heard that they once went to the National Theater. I don't know if this is true. To try to get um, a play version, I think, of whatever happened to Baby Jane going. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Meryl Streep and, and uh, Glenn Close? Well, it would sell out. I in mean, whatever would, happened to Baby crazy. Jane? People would, I would kill to see no. that. Yes. Angelica Houston for Dear World. Oh, I, I was just thinking last time we, we, she was on stage. I mean, like, yeah. she started out on stage. Yeah. I, I would love to see her on stage. Huh. Oh, yeah. Angelica Houston. Good job, director. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Till next right. time. Bye, everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.